This is Pete Moore here on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of having my friend Ryan Drummond here, hailing from Wilmington, Delaware. That's right. And we are going to talk about the next wave of recruiting and how we are going to get D1, D2, and D3 athletes and professional athletes who need to come in and work in the real world, how we're going to get them jobs very quickly and efficiently into the Halo sector, into Fortune 500 companies, and to make sure that people that have hard work, discipline, have been successful in their college careers are going to be successful in the business world. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's awesome to be here. Excellent. So Ryan, why don't you give your background uh, to our listeners here and talk about you know your athletic uh, performances back in the day and um, how you worked in executive recruiting and kind of gotten to the point where um, you saw a frustration in the market that needed to be solved. And as we say, uh, when people come in here and, and pitch us business ideas, you know, we always say, okay, what's the frustration? How are you going to solve it? Mm-hmm. Who are you helping? You know, who are the stakeholders? Why are we going to get them on a mission critical, you know, athlete book SaaS platform? So fire away. Yeah. So uh, my name is Ryan Drummond again, and uh, I grew up playing sports and played college lacrosse at University of Delaware when I was a 2004, I graduated. I was captain of the team. And, um, you know, that experience alone, anybody that's played college sports, anybody listening to this that's played college sports knows that it is a grind. And you're doing that seven days a week, really. I mean, you're going to get a day off, but, you know, you're waking up at 5 a.m., you're going to bed at 12 12 p.m., and every single day you're getting pushed past your perceived limits. Mm -hmm. Every day you're, you're thinking to yourself, I don't know if I could do this, but you end up doing it. And what happens, uh, you know, at least for me, is at a, when you come out of that four years, you, you develop a, a certain level of grit. The problem was, you know, for my, and I'm speaking personally, but I know it, it, it's relative to every other college athlete or many of the college athletes, is that you graduate and you don't know exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And your identity is all tied up to being a college athlete, but you're no longer a college athlete. So what do you do? No, for me, what what my path was is that I... I had stumbled into recruiting, whether that been the the position that I should have been doing or not, but that was that was what I ended up doing. I got into recruiting. I was doing technology recruiting at an investment bank, and, and did, went along the staffing for for a model for a long time. Just you know, placing senior level technologists at, at uh, J.P. Morgan Chase and Deutsche Bank and Credit Suisse and Morgan Stanley and BNP. And how'd you just that Stephen Douglas? Associates so Stephen was, Douglas uh, Associates was one of the few agencies that I had worked for. Gotcha. Was really lucky to um, work for a guy named John Bolton, who uh, him and I had had started the New York branch of Stephen Douglas together um, back in, uh, I think we were, maybe it was, I'm getting my years mixed up, 08. But he was a wrestler. And this guy just knew how to grind it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was consistent every single day. And he took me under his wing and, and introduced me to his old network. And, and that's where I really learned how to do uh, how to do recruiting white, right. Because, you know, like, like any industry, you, you have people that, uh, do it the wrong way and do it the right way. You've, you've enjoyed buying a car from one guy and you've walked away from a guy that was trying to sell you a car before. And it's the same thing when you're looking to find a job. Um, so all the while though, I was always going back to, uh, university of Delaware and working with coach Schillinglaw, who's one of the longest running, uh, college coaches of all time. 
And I would work with the athletes that were coming out and just get an idea. What are you looking to do? Challenging them that. Why do you, why do you want to do that? You mm-hmm. know, oftentimes it's following in the footsteps of their father, and that's really not what they should be doing or a sibling or somebody like me. I saw Jerry Maguire, and I thought I wanted to be a sports agent because that's all I was exposed to. You know, I was exposed to movies and what I was seeing on a day-to-day basis. What about, what about when you saw Star Wars? Maybe become an astronaut, astronaut space yeah, you know? <laughs> I still love that movie. Um, but uh, so then ended up taking a job at J.P. Morgan Chase to wrap up the history and, and started uh, there with as a, as a senior level uh, recruiter, placing senior level people. But with the passion of helping college athletes, knew that campus recruiting is where I need to go if I need to understand how to manage and and run a large-scale recruiting program. Um, Because there's a lot that goes into it and and what large enterprise companies do and how to manage that. And, and, I mean, J.P. Morgan Chase was a great platform for me to really understand how uh, enterprise companies recruit at scale. And then the time came where uh, it was time for me to leave, which is kind of where I'm at now. And and, uh, how, how do we help college athletes at scale? And that's where the athlete book uh, has come into play. So when you when you uh, left J.P. Morgan and said, okay, I know there's an opportunity here because I'm going back to the campuses. I understand the nuances of how large companies, you know, take take a budget, you know, and there is a budget for recruiting and there's a budget for, you know, the, the hiring process. You know, some of that might be posting jobs online. Some of it might be taking up banker time or IT time and guys going down and phone calls and, and systems, you know. So when, as you looked at all that and said, OK, look, I'm going to go do the athlete book. What, what, what are other people doing in the market right now on the athlete side to help and maybe talk a little bit about what the career center at a school is doing to try and help these guys get jobs and how successful and unsuccessful that is? So. Every college has a career development center. They have a uh, a career center that uh, uh, students can go to, learn about the employers that are out there. You know, but the reality is for college athletes, if you're a college, in-season college athlete, you're spending 80 hours a week between class and and school activities. Mm -hmm. It doesn't leave much time for you to go outside of your track and go to a building that's probably outside of the, your, your normal pathway between class and athletics. So, that means that the career center needs to go to the athletes. And I don't know in how many instances that's actually happened. And I've pulled our athletes before in the past, and a lot of them haven't thought about what they want to do or are, are not really sure. And the statistics show that, you know, 64% of college athletes right now are graduating without a job in hand. How okay. many? 64%. That's crazy. Recent study. 64% of all D1 athletes. Right. And then in terms of – no, that's, that's athletes as a whole, not just Division D1, One. Okay, D1, D2, yeah. 97% of athletes, though, are not receiving a, a job through the relationships of their athletic department, right? So you're spending all of your time here, right? And, and you should be – you need to be getting exposed to these things. But first, first and foremost, when you think about the college athlete journey, you got to think about having them understand what their true identity is. Well, and also what the probability of them getting into a professional career – you right. know, based on everything else, it's risk adjusted for being at that at a high level to, 
you know, risk of injury, right. you know, and, and all those factors. So. Sure. And look, if like me, if you're playing lacrosse, like you, you're not going to make a living playing professional lacrosse. You might do it and then you might, you know, it, it might be a fledged thing that you do while you're also looking for your career. It, but let's also look at this. What I said earlier, athletes, are, they, when you look at students in general, this, the athlete demographic is this subgroup that has a higher level of grit. It just it just happens just by trade yeah, of going sure. through the day. You can't day, be an elite athlete without, right? You know, and so and discipline. I mean, you're talking about your your structure of your day. Sure, yeah. structure, lifting, pushing past perceived limits. Right. You know. So, what what would we do from a society perspective if we nurtured that subgroup? What can that subgroup do nationwide? And that's what excites me because if you develop that person right. And really, when, when you look at the athlete book, when we can help help them understand what their identity is and then look at the different types of uh, environments, industries, companies that would align to their personality and then get them there as fast as possible. Give them the tools that they need, create virtual and live events that allow them to make connections with people that can actually hire them. And that's that's so, what we're doing. And, and we met several months ago, but like the two frustrations that there are in, in the Halo sector and, and especially with fast growing franchises like an Orange Theory, Planet Fitness, EOS, Edge, all, all these different health club and fitness groups and and basically anyone else who's doing any kind of bricks and mortar rollout mm -hmm. is if they're good at marketing, then they don't have a marketing problem. So it's it, there's two things that are a problem. One is either marketing and it's it's hiring talent right. and, and retaining talent. So those are the top two things, and everything else is way far past you know underneath the, the level of importance there. So you know when we met and we talked about you know the fact that these companies are not being exposed to these athletes and these athletes are not being, you know, treated as, as, you know, real assets in the, in the job market, you know, that kind of created, you know, this, this, uh, you know, like, uh, I just got angry about it. And right. usually when you get angry, you, you do something about it. So we did something similar with the FDNY. We found out that they needed fitness equipment. They don't have funding for it. So like we said, all right, that's not right. So let's fix it. So when, when you take a look at, um, some of these college coaches, and I hear them sometimes on television. They'll be like, yeah, well, you know, I, 80% of my athletes graduated. It's like, and then you go to Calipari and you're like, all right, you know, Calipari who's a, who's a friend of ours. You know, he's like, look, man, I'm here to get people jobs. Okay. They're going to stay here for a year and they're getting a job. They're either getting a job at the NBA or they're getting a job, you know, in some other league. And, and that's what I offer you. I offer you job placement. I'm not here to like help your graduation rate because that's not the game that you want to play. Right. So, you know, obviously what we're talking about here is probably people that have actually graduated from the, you know, their, their full, you know, university educational path and have a diploma, but what's going on right now and why is this such a big problem and why hasn't anybody fixed it yet? You know, there, there are a, a few companies that are focusing on it. And two come to mind. And I'd rather not mention them. <laughs> you don't have you to. We'll to. just see. Why don't you do it and we'll just like bleep them out? Okay. No, no, no. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't mention them. But just, just talk about like no, how listen, people are attacking the market. I, I, and obviously there's room for other people. We want everyone to get a job. Who, right, you know, right. And, and I commend them for, for, for doing it. It's, it's great that they're in the marketplace. But I think you have to look at how, how can you relate to, to athletes so that they're interested. Listen, when I was a college athlete, when I was a junior or senior, I was thinking about getting playtime, meeting a nice girl or girls, you know, it wasn't that the, my job was the most pressing thing on the sure. top of my mind. So sure. how can we, you have to think about creating content in a way that, that is going to be interesting and digestible. And also most importantly, short micro 
introductions to employers. And, and, and so the approach that I think companies are taking are using like a learning management system, uh, creating live events. But, you know, these career fairs, live traditional career fairs, they're not they're not always conducive for making it a comfortable engagement between the employer or, and the, and the athlete. And, and oftentimes, to be honest with you, uh, they, their schedules are so busy that they can't even align. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what we do with the athlete book, you know, the main thing that we do is we do virtual online hiring events. So that that's one way that we can, we can connect in an easy time frame where the athlete can be educated on the opportunity of an employer and actually make a one-on-one uh, conversation that's chat-based. And that's important because when you come out of uh, practice, the last thing you want to do is put a, a suit and tie on and go into a gymnasium with yeah, a sure. thousand other kids. No, it makes sense. So how long have you been doing this with the athlete book and, and what kind of traction have you seen? And, you know, give me some, you know, testimonials so, of what so, people you say. Know, we, we, we've, this is something that, like, like, as I mentioned before, we've been, we've been, I've, it's been an effort that I've used that I've been doing on the side for, for a while, but now, you know, the, you know, especially the past year have really been committed to it. And you, if you look at, we do events like, you know, sales for seniors or athletes that are interested in going in operations, women in college sports, diversity in college sports. When we had women in college sports, you know, we, there's a, when you, th- when you think about diversity efforts at a, an enterprise company, everybody's trying to, especially at these enterprise companies, they're trying to increase the, the, the level of diversity amongst their internship class or their, their class so that it's not 70% white. And so when we can do a sales event that's targeting females, and now you have an, a, a campus recruiter who, instead of having to travel to 10 different schools, they could stay at their desk and in one hour have uh, interact with candidates that have come from 120 different schools. That's a huge win. That's a huge win. So campus recruiters and athletes alike have seen that, uh, hey, this is fun. It's engaging. And uh, I'm getting hooked into a company. And now I'm, I'm following them. So when you, when you look at the way people are currently doing it and, you know, Rich and I used to go, uh, you know, down to like Wharton, take the train down or go to Columbia and you're working on a deal and you're working at the bank and now you're recruiting the next class down and I got to get a ticket. I got to, you know, I lose four hours of work or maybe more, you know, now I'm going there, I'm standing up in front of, I thought 60 kids were showing up and 16 show up, you know, so I'm like, shit, we got like... Like our entire banking teams here and like, you know, we're like, uh, you know, it's like three on one. Right. You know, I was like, right. we were kind of hoping for a little more attendance. Um, when you look at, a co- at companies and, and, you know, how much they're paying on a per hire basis, you know, from, from some of the stats that you and I were batting around, maybe just share with what it costs a company right now to just have a hire. Yeah, so I mean, at an internship level, if you have like a large enterprise company that's bringing in hundreds of internships, uh, uh, interns a year, you're spending like $12,000 per hire on average. I mean, that's going to fluctuate from company to company. And to your point, right, you're going to go to these events. I, I remember for a particular company that I work for, I went up to uh, uh, Penn State and this was a, you know, a, uh, we were targeting female hires for this company. Mm-hmm. And it was myself, a managing director, an executive director, two associates. We, we all did the six and a half hour round trip. And there was about 20 people in the crowd. There was maybe seven females. Right. Uh, none of them had the credentials that aligned to the requirement. 
So it's a huge waste of time. I mean, how much money is I don't think that that 12,000 equates to uh, you know business loss by not being at the desk. Yeah, you're just talking about hard costs. You're not right. talking about the, the, right. the soft costs of and, it as and well. And here's the thing too. It's like when the we're not all virtual. You know, we also do live events and we and right now we're going to be focusing on Philadelphia, uh, Boston, New York City, but when the companies come now to have a booth at our event, we're going to be partnering with the athletic departments from all of the different schools that are in those in those areas. And um, so you, when you're when you're partnering with the athlete book to get your employer brand in front of this demographic of athlete, you know that when you come to us, there's going to be uh, people there that are attentive. And, and, and honestly, when we do our live events, we, we want to be topic, uh, niche and topic in the focus. So, you know, if it's a, if it's a fitness company that uh, is looking for, you know, sales and marketing support, well, that's what we brand the, the event around so that right. the athletes that are coming, they know what they're getting themselves into and they're actually genuinely interested. Yeah, we'll definitely, um, you know, test out like a halo sector, you know, virtual job fair and get, you know, our top five clients in there and, you know, select some schools. Uh, There's probably not any empirical data yet, but would you say on average that a division one, two or three athlete going into a job, you know, maybe since they've got more discipline than the average person that they probably stay longer? They're not probably to hop, you know, every six months to... I show. would say that. And I saw a statistic in a recent study that said 86% of athletes placed um, are promoted in the first 18 months. Wow. I didn't know that you had that stat handy. Thank you. I just pulled it out of the back pocket. It's good, man. <laughs> Keep that pocket big. Um, so, you know, as, as you see the next steps of the company here, obviously you've got market validation. You're talking to a lot of big blue chip companies. So this resonates with them. Mm-hmm. You've got the athlete athletic departments that are basically saying, look, anything you can do to help my athletes, because I can't, there's only so much I can do on my own. Right. Right. And also, you know, they're not compensated whether good or bad, like they're right. not compensated on how many, how many of their athletes, you know, get a job. Like they're still focused on like, this was the GPA of my team. Or even when you go on, like, uh, you know, you watch any of these games and they're like, Oh, this guy, you know, is a major in poli sci. Or this guy's a major in, you know, business or whatever. It's like, and then it says his GPA It's like, tell me if the guy has got a job. Right. right? Cause that's all they really give a shit about. Right. right so right. within reason. So, you know, do you, do you see over time, you know, the athlete book, you know, potential being known as like, look, we've got 98% of your athletes jobs at these like 50 schools. Like, I feel like that's like, well, how do you think about like the milestones, not just like getting the company to the next level, but like how much, you know, what's the metrics at the end to say like, Hey, this is what we've done. Like, right. this is, this look, is amazing. Look, long, long term. My goal is freshman comes into our ecosystem. And, uh, by the time that they're a senior, not only are, do they know what they should be doing in life or have a good idea based off of their, their personality results, but they aren't just looking for the first thing that comes their way, but they have at least three options to choose from. And they've explored and, and had conversations with people at those companies and they know what they're getting into. So like my, my metric and goal is for every freshman that comes in to at least have three options that they're choosing from and they're getting hired uh, prior to uh, graduating. They have offer in hand, hand and we're taking that 64% that don't have a job in hand, don't know what they want to do and we're drastically pushing that down. And yeah. I know that that's achievable. 
And then from the athletic directors that are, you know, obviously going to be listening to this podcast or someone in the career development mm-hmm. um, center at some of these schools, you know, let them know, you know, one, that you're aligning with them. You're not displacing anyone. Right. Two, you know, talk for a couple of minutes about some of the content that you've created to basically create this effectively like a job education portal. Yeah. You know, so so talk about that. It's not just somebody logging in to Facebook and using a messenger and bam, I got a job from somebody I don't know. Right. Well, listen, I, I think, you know, when you, when you look at the athletic departments, most athletic departments have a person that do, focuses on career development and life skills, but they're just one person. And I've talked to so many of these, these individuals and, and, uh, you know, again, I commend what they do. It just, it's just hard and you need the right support and the right, nice, right resources. And I often feel that sometimes it's just checking the box. Hey, we did an interview workshop. We're good right. till next quarter or whatever right. the case is. We brought an alumni in to talk. We're good. Right. It, and it's not, you're not, that's not good enough. Um, so I, I kind of, I lost a little bit of the question there. No, just saying that, um, you know, as you as you go into these schools and you say, look, the athlete book's here. Okay. You know, we're not trying to, we're not trying to take your job away. No. We're trying to make your job easier and we're trying to give you guys more options and we're going to make this process as seamless as possible. So it's a win for the athlete. It's a win for the department. It's a win for you personally because now I'm making your life easier and I'm giving you basically like a dashboard and, right. and, a, and a lead gen tool. And for the recruiters, it's like, look, you can stay in your office. You could screen people. We're basically doing all the work for you. And, you know, you want you you like these, you know, top five athletes, you know, you, you prioritize those and then we could set up, you know, either the one-on-one conversation or, you yeah. know, some kind of chat and it just allows people to kind of manage that well, entire well, process. I'll say this for, for the athletic department who might be, let's say they're listening to this and it sounds interesting. What do you, what is, what do you get? What's the athlete experience? And when you work with us and we have, we basically have one plan and there's three, there's three levels of commitment, one year, two year, three year, what the athlete is going to experience, one, is exposure, right? They are going to have media content that is created to be engaging and interesting, number one, right? So when we are talking to employers, we're going to create, we're going to make that story uh, micro-learning, uh, educational, but interesting. And that, and we are also going to leverage Messenger so that those, uh, you know, it's getting seen the way that students want to communicate, you know, so that's SMS most, most, most Mm -hmm. likely. They're also going to get a two minute personality assessment. The problem with personality assessments oftentimes is that they take 20 minutes to take. So you have a very low adoption rate on these. The, the product that we're using, I'm not going to name, but if they're a vendor product and we have a 98% completion rate, it's picture based. And it's basically the athletes looking at different pictures. It's me, not me, me, not me. It's a really excellent tool. When they're done with that, they're going to get an assessment kicked out, shows them exactly who they are, where they might find conflicts, where what types of groups complement them, and then a button that shows them their different career match opportunities. So they could start to think, based off of science, what type of careers align to my personality. And a lot of schools will say, yeah, we have one of those in our career development. Yeah, but you probably don't have one that has a 98 adoption rate. So that's important, especially when these students don't is that, time. Is that also available to the to the employee? potential employer or this is basically a, the employee 
the, the, the so, athlete. So w- with investment, we want to look at ways that the athlete has the ability to reveal uh, their personality okay, traits so to the employer, but that we, we're always very FERPA conscious on what the athlete can disclose and not disclose from a data perspective. But also the athlete's going to have access to our virtual online hiring events. Now, we do a number of virtual online hiring events throughout the year on different industry topics. Now, but when you're a, a paid member, your athletes are going to be on the first to know list. And also they're going to get access to the exclusive events that the free schools don't have access to. Got it. So it's really a matter of accessibility. And then the, the third thing is the employer jobs that, that we promote on our site and all the video content that we create and also the courses. So one of the things that, you know, having interviewed thousands of people and helped thousands of people get jobs is I create a lot of interview course content and also networking advice and, mm-hmm. and how to message people on LinkedIn and, and the way you want to approach it. How do you want to research it? All the template guides that you get when you're going in for the interview process. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, we're, you know, with other professionals that we have in, in, the, in, the, in your organization, uh, they're associated with uh, Harvard Business School and Columbia on, you know, first 90-day transition. So we reach out to all uh, a variety of different experts that are leaders in their field to help, help them kind of uncover how did you get to where you're going to go and what should you expect if you're going to go down this career path. All that stuff is available to the student athlete in the packages that we sell. Great. So, uh, so you're based in Wilmington, Delaware. I see you very frequently in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're going to help put together this, uh, this, this round of capital to, to turn this into uh, reality and, and really target, you know, a, a specific region and, and, and blow this out and help a lot of people, you know, for the investors that, uh, that will contact and the athletic departments and the, uh, the recruiters, you know, what, what's your, you know, give us your, you know, final uh, sentence on like the, you know, the mission of the company and, and what's about to happen and, you know, how, how you kind of pull it all together. Yeah. Well, and, and I think in, in saying that we should say who we've worked with so far that have, have been paying us and we've, you know, we've had paying clients that include Amazon, GE, Yelp, Mass Mutual, JP Morgan, Chase, Under Armour and Securian and Financial. And, we plan to, to connect college athletes to employers in, in, in a very efficient and effective way that has not yet been done. And we want to focus on the Fortune 500s from an enterprise perspective, work with the largest, uh, most robust opportunities from an analyst program, intern- internship analyst programs. But we also want to work with sports, marketing, entertainment companies, companies in the halo sector. And those are the companies, the smaller size companies that have the smaller uh, compliance and legal departments. That's where we we want to focus on creating our employer brand stories so that we can uh, show athletes interesting things. And look, where do athletes want to work? I mean, a lot of times, they yes, they want to work in finance. Yes, they want to work in sales. But a lot of them want to carry on that path of working in in the health, uh, active lifestyle, outdoor uh, marketplace. I know that's something that was appealing to me and a lot of my teammates uh, as, as we graduated. Great. Well, um, you know, part of what we're doing at, on the Integrity Square side is trying to bring growth capital into companies in the halo sector. And, and once that capital's in, they're on a growth trajectory. And, and the main thing they need is human capital. Yeah. And the people are, uh, you know, make or break. You take a an A management team with a B concept and you're going to win. You take a B or C management team with a with an A concept and it's not going to work. So we're excited about, you know, making sure that we can help you uh, fulfill this platform and get it out there and, uh, and work through and make sure we get, you know, to a point in a couple of years where, 
you know, employers and athletic directors say, hey, just go to the athlete book. Like, mm-hmm. they, they'll take care of it. Like, that's well, that's hey, where you go. So that's I, the I'm plan. excited about it. And, you know, it's not possible without, you know, the right partnerships, you know, because you, you can only do so much as, uh, you know, as a, as a small company. And so being able to have the right support with the right companies, it, it, the, the companies make the difference, right? If you have, and I think when you do look at the competitors, I'm not going to name the companies out loud, but like, Maybe not all the most appealing companies to me. I want to make sure that I'm working with cool, exciting, sports-based type of uh, companies. Yeah. Well, this makes a lot of sense. And uh, we're, uh, we're grateful to meet you. We're excited about where you're going. We appreciate the work that's been done so far to figure out, like, how do we get this opportunity honed in and, and you know, make make sure we build this properly with you. Yeah. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks and for having uh, me. look forward to seeing you frequently. Yeah. I look forward to being here. All right. My wife's sick of looking at me, so I got to get out of Wilmington, Delaware. All right, so we'll get her. A, we'll get her a, a two-way uh, computer, and she can watch you work from the uh, from, from the, the Halo the, the Halo ecosystem uh, right here from uh, 135 Madison. So, hey, man, we're excited about what you're doing. Thanks sweet. for coming on. All right, thanks.